Hi everyone, welcome to Camila Cava Food Photography Podcast, a place where I interview talents in food photography world to extract valuable lessons that will help you and myself grow as a food photographer. In this episode, I'm talking with a Romanian food writer and published author, Irina Gergescu. Irina has recently published her passion project, Carpathia, a book about Romanian cuisine, which she is so fascinated about. We spend a whole conversation digging into behind the scenes of this project that took her about three years from idea generation to actually having a book in stores. She walks us through from the beginning how it all started to creating a business plan, finding an agent, and finally about the super excited part for me, which is the behind the scenes of photography that took five days for the whole book, which required lots of organization. So let's dive into the conversation and hear more about this awesome project. Hi, Irina. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. I'm very excited to speak to you. Uh, so to begin, I would just love if you can introduce yourself for the listeners that might not know you to get to know you a little bit better. Yes, of course. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, so my name is uh, Irina Georgescu uh, and I write about Romanian food. Um, and I just published a book called Carpathia, Food from the Heart of Romania. Um, mm. And yes, very, very exciting. Um, and, you know, um, I don't think I would have, um, I would never have um, written this book or started to write about food if it wasn't for the fact that many years ago I moved to, to live in the UK. Um, and I found that uh, cooking Romanian food and cooking my Romanian dishes uh, was a way to stay connected with my family and, you know, with my mom, with my parents wow. and with my mm -hmm. traditions. So obviously I started with cooking, you know, especially at Christmas time or Easter time. Easter is very, very traditional and they, we have a lot of tr uh, traditional dishes. So I started first right. with cooking like that. Um, and then um, I actually realized that it was more than just cooking at Christmas and Easter. And I cooked very often Romanian food. Um, and um, it turned, the whole thing turned into something else. I started to talk about Romanian food, to tell people about um the way we eat and our you know ingredients and our dishes and after that after a while I built a website mm -hmm. um, because I thought that I needed to document those and to even you know to spread the word even more um, so I built a website I started to interact with people on social media And I was surprised to see that they were, you know, people were interested in what I had to say and, you know, in, in Romanian dishes. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, so yes, this is how it all started, um, yeah. with this writing about food and things. So this is who I am now. Right. I talk about food all wow. the time. Uh-huh. And what does it entail being a food writer? How does it work? Well, um, for me, um, because I have this um, very rich Romanian culture to write about, in a way, um, this is an easy, easy thing. This, this is a, the, the easy part. Uh, 
because I have so much to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But there is also a lot of research. I obviously don't know everything about Romanian cuisine. I know my mom's dishes and my family, uh, my family's dishes and uh, the way they cooked. But I don't know everything about Romanian cuisine. So right. it, obviously it needs, I need to research a lot. And um, this, uh, this takes quite a lot of time because Romania is very, has a very diverse culture. We have mm-hmm. uh, in the south uh, of the country, we have um, a lot of like Turkish and Greek influences. Um, in the north, uh, when you cross the Carpathian Mountains in Transylvania, we have, um, you know, German influences and Hungarian, Austrian influences. So obviously you start to research uh, the dishes, but right. also to read more about the history of the place, you know, how people migrated, why, when, because in this mm-hmm. way you kind of see how food traveled as well and how you got to have different ingredients in your national cuisine now. So it's all quite, yeah. um, you know, fascinating from that point of view. So food writing, yes, it is about writing about different traditions, but it's also a lot of research to be done. Right. And uh, you normally write for your blog or do you write for uh, anything else, like a magazines or books? Well, books, I mean, you just launched your book. Um, well, when I started, I, write it, uh, I used to write for my um for my website and uh, mm-hmm. then take it, take the links from there, from the website and put them on social media. Um, mm-hmm. But in a way, it also very often on Instagram, when I post a photo of a traditional dish, I don't put the, the recipe necessarily um, because obviously it's very time consuming and all that, but also in a way, all the ingredients are there in front of you, so you know what to do with them. <laughs> um, so even only when it's a very special technique, I probably put something on on the website. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but at the beginning, I I used to write for the website, um, you know, quite mm-hmm. a lot about different traditions, but also life in during communist times because this had an impact. The, this awful regime had an impact on our cuisine. So, um, and now, well, now in the last like four, four years or well, three years, I focused on the book because it takes that long to actually produce one. And, um, you know, um, so I, I focused on that, um, on everything, basically that means to publish a book and, um, Mm -hmm. and now I write again, I write for my, for my website, but I also write for, like newspapers, um, you know, magazines, like you probably, you've seen by now, you know, the, the National Geographic published yes, yeah, a whole article about Romanian cuisine and I'm so proud of that. Very special, it's, I think. Yeah. It's a lot for, the, for Romanians, I think, and for Romania, you know, and it's very good for the book too. But, you know, my idea was to actually talk to as many people as possible about Romanian cuisine because it's yeah, just unknown. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. Um, so speaking about your book, well, again, congratulations for launching Thank your you. book. That's, I think, amazing. And wow, three years to put in one project. Yeah. It's very special. So could you tell us a little bit how did it all started? How did you came up with the idea or your publisher came up with the idea? How this all started, um, the book idea? Um, 
Yes, well, it started with basically me building my blog and, you know, talking to people and um, noticing that there, there was and there is still interest about Romanian cuisine. Um, and again, it started with research, you know, like with everything else, you know, you, I looked on the, I looked at the market, I looked at the cookery books, I looked at, you know, um, what was going on at that time, uh, on the cookery books market and the trends and everything. Um, and actually it didn't take that long to realize that it wasn't, uh, on the market. There was no Romanian cookery book at the standard of, you know, what you expect today to see in a cookery book. Um, and I was really, really surprised. And then I, I started to look around, you know, like other bloggers and other people, Romanians, who have a very good, you know, social media platforms. And they were not writing necessarily about Romanian food. So, you know, I started to think that... Um, you know, maybe there was a reason for that, but I just didn't want to to, to accept it. So I, um, I put a proposal together, you know, like a business plan, you know, like what is the book about and, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. And uh, first of all, the first stage is to find um, a literary agent because without right. an agent, uh, it's not impossible, but it's difficult to find a publisher. Uh, right. an agent knows exactly what's on the market and who to approach, who is good for the book or for the project. Uh, and um, very few publishers go directly to an author. There is always an agent because um, they know how to deal with this kind of thing. And also you're more protected when you have an agent, you know, in terms of the contract. Mm -hmm. So um, it's all it's all like that. Um, so I found an agent. Yeah. Uh, and how did you find an agent? I just emailed loads of agents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. it's a bit like I I think that I I counted them because every email mattered. Uh, again, every email uh -huh. was research. I didn't just email every agent uh, in the world. I just emailed no, the course. ones who had some, you know interesting in cooking and cookery books so i think i like if you like numbers i think i i sent 200 emails to 200 agents oh. uh, and Sick. i probably got around uh, 190 no's and yeah <laughs> and that's a few yes <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, but that's how it works. Yes, and the the idea is that the reason why i'm telling you this the uh, we know the numbers is that uh, the idea is not to give up if you mm. have this goal to whatever you know write a book or sell photos on Shutterstock or anything you know it doesn't mean that some if someone says no it, it doesn't mean your project is not good so uh, you know it's disheartening when you get so many no's you know uh, but yeah and it, it wasn't like a a wave you know because they kind of take around three months to to reply um so you kind of get some days with a few no's one days with loads you know and you kind of uh, you go oh yeah. god you know is this good or not but you know Goes so uh this is how i found an agent uh we had a meeting you know i um um decided that you know they were the the good good agents 
for me because in a way it's like a it's it's more than just business relationship it's also friendship because you go through a lot when you write a book and you know you need to know that your agent is on your side so you kind of need to click you know when you talk to someone um so i really like my guys and tessa and tim and um you know we took it from there i send the we we together we worked on the book proposal to be sent to publishers and it was them who actually found the right publisher for for the book so right. i didn't approach the publishers myself so it was mm-hmm. it was them and um um and this is how it all started after this uh the book is part of a process <laughs> right yeah so um wow. it's very much and how does the process look like then um well, ideally it starts with you signing the contract. <laughs> That's a good one, I'm sure. <laughs> That's an important one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it's up to, to the publisher how they approach this. But for me, in my case, it was that um, we looked at the structure of the book and we looked at what type of um, recipes should be in there. Uh, and, you know, it's a... It's a kind of a um, painful process because you and I, well, I, I loved all my recipes and I love it. I wanted oh, God, to put right. everything in, you know, but you can't yeah. because, you know, where your contract, let's say, says 90 recipes and you have uh, 200 right. recipes. So what, what do you oh. do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. You yeah. like negotiate and you explain um, why you want a, diff- a certain dish to be in. Um, another thing with Romanian cuisine, if you Google dishes, uh, Romanian dishes, you don't necessarily get very pretty photos. So right. and this is such an unknown cuisine, although the dishes themselves are not necessarily revolutionary. Uh, mm-hmm. But because nobody knows Romanian cuisine, you know, the, we during the meeting when we negotiated the recipes, people tend to have this, you know, they looked on the internet to see, to, to know the dish, to see it. And it kind of, uh, I was trying to explain that, no, 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 that dish is not going to look like that. You know, it's different. It it won't be of a style because I want it to be authentic, but it's not yeah. like you see it there. So anyway, you go through this process of, um, of approving the recipes and uh, then you get a deadline to to uh, submit the manuscript. So in a few months, mm-hmm. you have to put the first draft to send it to to the publisher. Uh, Without the pictures, right? Only the text then? The text. Only. Because mm-hmm. the photos were taken by a photographer from London. So mm-hmm. I didn't do my photography, luckily. Uh, and so I didn't have to worry about that at all. Uh, so I send the, the text, and after that, you get deadlines for the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, um, you know, you depends on ingredients and stuff. If you need to have um, seasonal ingredients, then you will have to yeah. shoot when the ingredients are in season. <laughs> so, right. You know, like, uh, you know, I had to... If I worked with green walnuts, for instance, the season for green walnuts is always in like end of June. 
I can't do it in December because there are no green no. walnuts. But luckily, I, I did a, a jam, a confiture of green walnuts. So I had to make it beforehand. So I made it in June anyway. So, <laughs> so that was good. Um, so, yeah, so then you get the, the photo shoot. And in my case, uh, instead of me going to London to uh, a studio and work with an oven that I didn't know, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. for me it was daunting because it needs to look okay. And if the oven doesn't work the yeah. way you expect it to work, then it's a bit of a, you know. Uh, so I begged them to come to, to Wales and spend uh, five days with me here in my uh-huh. home. And um, this is what they did. So I had a photographer, nice. his assistant, and um, the publisher, um here for five days and we actually shot the whole book in five days wow and it was sick in five days (laughs) so how many dishes a day then well sometimes we did 18 which is quite a lot because you know the standard is probably between eight and ten um but uh, I had to just uh, be very organized prep as much mm-hmm. as I could and be very organized and um, decide, you know, I made a schedule every day. I knew mm-hmm. what I was going to to photograph, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, I had I had to put in, you know, difficult dishes with less difficult dishes. And mm-hmm. let's say sometimes do main dishes in the morning and then do jams and uh, salads you know in the afternoon you know and uh, mm-hmm. let's say layer cakes that you actually need to layer a day or two ahead because they need to set you mm-hmm. do them in the afternoon because they are already made you know so right um it was yes I had to be very organized and create this plan because it it was it would have been impossible for the for the publisher or the or the photographer to guess the amount of work I had to do for, for right, each dish. Right, so you build it all. So uh-huh, it was it was just up to me how to, to create mm-hmm. that. Uh, and basically for five days, I didn't sleep at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was preparing the food all day, all night, wasn't it? Yes, because you prepare the food for the photo shoot, which let's say takes eight hours or nine. Yeah. Uh, and then you need to prepare for the following day. And because it was mm-hmm. just me, there was nobody to actually start preparing while I was doing the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. So obviously after, you know, five, six o'clock in the afternoon, I had to start preparing for the following day. Go to bed just for a few hours, wake up at three o'clock and start doing all the, you know, the breads and all that so I can be okay at eight o'clock when the photographer was here. Yeah. So by Friday, I just couldn't speak Romanian or English or nothing nothing that could I couldn't no, even really. pronounce my own name you know I was just it was um it Tough. was a lot of work but you made it all in time so that's really nice yes and it's also you know it's also teamwork and the fact that uh the photographer had uh, some chefy back- background so he knew something about cooking um and that helped me a lot um and, you know, we start the day by deciding the first four or five shots. Um, mm-hmm. And we had the props from a prop stylist. 
So the prop stylist, uh, she was very good, uh, Olivia. She just labeled every dish with the name of the recipe. So we knew oh, wow. that a certain plate and some, I don't know, um, chopping board was meant for um, certain recipes. Recipe, uh, right. which helped a lot because we we didn't start from zero from nothing mm-hmm. we had an idea of what um for each to, shot yeah. right even if we right. made some changes but uh-huh. you know it wasn't like we changed everything so that helped a lot to have the prop stylist sorry i dropped my microphone <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yes. but then the prop stylist was also on a set or um was you or a photographer styling the shot itself uh prop the prop stylist wasn't she just sent the, the props uh props. interesting yes uh so i had loads of boxes here huge uh the photographer went and picked them up and then he drove here um and just put them in the living room because <laughs> the styling of the shot was done then by you or it the was photographer? um it was split uh i was made mainly looking at uh styling the dishes the food them itself Mm-hmm. Because it was Romanian and I kind of knew what I wanted, you know. Uh, and then when the when the food was ready, uh, the styling of the shot was made was done by uh, the photographer and uh, the publisher and the right. assistant, obviously. So, um, but I was there in the room as well, so we never had a conflict. I I, I never said guys I hate this I don't want it you know no it was and that was very very lucky because when you have to shoot 18 dishes a day sometimes it's just so complicated if you hit a dead end like this yeah and it wasn't it it worked really well and we discussed every dish you know ahead so I knew how I had to style it and I knew the type of bowl or plate or you know what we were go- we were going to use immediately uh, yeah. and as you can see you know in the book um it's all about the food we just didn't try to complicate it too much um mm-hmm. and the props were beautiful and um, oh i bet with a prop style yes. that sounds very very special i i felt... getting all the new props to play around oh. i know i got so attached i was like i can't send this back <laughs> i oh, like no, this place so much <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> sick so oh, that's really interesting yes but um and uh, did they shot the photographers with natural or artificial light natural light Everything wow, was natural light. Whole day long, so yes. many dishes. Yes. So, so we had to be quick. Well, tough. we did the photo shoot. Uh, I think it was July. I can't remember. So obviously, you have a lot of daylight in ah, July. It was in summer. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. better. That's better. Because now thinking right now, like the sun is okay from like nine till maybe five thirty ish. And to fit 18 dishes in a day, it sounds so impossible. But in summer, it's, of course, yes, a different story. we had many, many hours. Yeah. And also, being in waves where it rains all the time, we had a whole week of rain, basically. So we had the, the same light all the time. You know, yeah, cooler. that's actually good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just nice. a few hours sometimes we have a very kind of, um, like, you know, like sunshine. But with um, Jamie had his, like, filters and stuff, so we managed. But... Most of the time it was raining and miserable and it was such a shame in a way. Um, yeah. 
but uh, so yes, natural light, all of them. Uh, and in a way, it's the same light that I have in my own photos in on my Instagram. And it's mm. a nice link because I do my photography next to the window and we shot the book next to the window as well. So this, this right, is really special. Keep it similar. Yes. And you can yeah, probably see the, the same, you can see the same light. Obviously not the same style or because we had different cameras and he's a professional photographer and I'm not so... But you you can see kind of the same light in my photos, which is really, really nice. Yeah, I bet it's important to show your style as well, indeed. Um, who found the photographer, actually? Uh, the publisher. They actually the publisher. sent me uh, a few photographers and I had a look and... I was like, Epic. yeah, I mean, any, because they were just amazing. I just, I, I felt like, who was I to actually say, yes, this one or not the other one, or you know, and they, right. they chose for me because I just couldn't, you know, I mean, okay. they were all very good. <laughs> oh my God, I can't imagine. So yes. decision well, because you spent five days together as well, huh? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I nice think they were, they and were happy to go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's really nice. And what do you think, like, after this, after working a whole week with a photographer, what do you think is very important um, in this relationship of working together on a book with a photographer and with you as a recipe developer? Um, is there some learnings that you got out of it or any tips for photographers that will work future in with the future of our bloggers or um, food writers? I think that... Um you need to talk to the photographer and just tell uh, tell them what your plan is with the dish. Just say, my plan is on this plate to just put the food like this, then put some sauce on top and put the spoon like that. You know, just give them as much information as you can. Um, and with everything, you know, communication is key. But also... Um, is something that I, I knew about myself and I, I didn't I, I didn't do it during the photography but um, I'm a control freak I don't just I am I, I mean I want everything I want to know everything before I start something <laughs> nice. so it's, uh-huh. it's very hard so when you style and you actually have different people around you and they have their own expertise as well it's not just you know so uh, I had to uh let go you know I just had to kind of say this is my plan and then you take this you take my dish how I started and everything and then you do whatever you think is right (laughs) because I can't possibly control this um and it's really tiring as well when you work when you do the cooking and you do the styling to actually interfere and do the rest you know uh and I was very happy to to hand over and to say that that's your turn now. Um, mm-hmm. And I trusted them all because um, I, from the very short that we did, I understood that we looked at food in the same way. Nice. There was no clash. Uh, and I just said, yeah, this is, this is dark with sauerkraut. You, you do whatever you want with it do now. Do your thing, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, nice. And of course, I was in the room because my kitchen is next next to my uh, dining room, so I was there in and out of the kitchen. So, um, but I never said, you know, I don't like that tea towel or anything like that. And 
and really there are better there are there are other things to worry about than the color of a tea towel when you have so many dishes to do so but they really work really well and i'm very very pleased with the photography nice yeah very nice to hear Awesome. And then uh, to summarize the book um, by itself, like by launching this book, um, what are your learnings and what would you do maybe differently next time you launch another book? Oh, God, I wish. Is there anything you <laughs> change? <laughs> I wish I'd have another book. <laughs> um, gee, um, I would probably... I would probably, with some dishes, I will... Uh, for me, learning points are especially related to styling. Obviously, I'm not a stylist, you know, but I know my Romanian food and I know Romanian dishes. Um, and I think that um, in my next book, I will probably go very traditional just to show people the exact way we eat it at home. Although with this one, it's not a massive difference. Uh, but in some dishes, I wanted to show the elements rather than the finished dish. So, um, so yes, I think styling, I, I learned, I learned a lot, um, and styling quickly, that is something that, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is something, <laughs> you know, and again, being a control freak, I have to let go to that too, to kind of say, listen, the drizzle, it's fine as it is, you know, it's a drizzle, <laughs> don't worry about it, you can't change it now. <laughs> so you know so there are tiny things like that and um yes but uh I learned a lot about styling and I enjoyed it a lot and I and I you know I loved it uh so uh if it is to so if there is another opportunity you'll do again the book launch yes well I'll do um if there is another opportunity to do another book I will still do the styling but I will not do the photography so that's it right no matter how yeah. good I I am as a photographer, and I will never be as good as a professional photographer, but um, I need another pair of eyes to look at the food. It, it, right. it can't be all, always, you know, just me and my, my view. And I think you can see in this book that it mattered. The way I mm-hmm. styled, it came together with the way the photographer looked at, at the food. You know, so interesting. Yeah, so it needs to be a teamwork. <laughs> awesome. Well, really, really cool. Um, now I want to move a little bit on a different uh, topic. Is that what you mentioned? Indeed, you were featured at National Geographic. So how how did that happen? <laughs> it seems like it looks like a massive achievement, but in reality, yeah, yeah, in reality, my my, my massive achievement is is the book. Um, right. But uh, yes, to see the 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 interview, there are five pages in National Geographic about Romanian cuisine. First page is me answering some questions, but the rest is about Romanian cuisine, and there are recipes in there. So, um, and this happened because the publisher has a very very good PR office. So, mm-hmm. um, and we started uh, like end of, of October of. Yeah, end of October, we started with, you know, we had the press release, we had everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. Because magazines like that, like National Geographic, like Olive Magazine or Delicious Magazine, sometimes they work four or six months ahead. Oh, wow. So not with everything, obviously, because they do so much seasonal work and stuff like that. But um, 
sometimes they have the main features, the main articles, they have them already like four, six months ahead. So when you know that your book is going to be launched um, in March, then you will start working on it in the previous year, the end of the previous year. Um, wow. So uh, yes, the PR machine worked really well. Uh, and mm. in reality, I did the interview at the end of November. So <laughs> I was like, oh. I want to see it. I want to see it now. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, oh it's in March. Sorry. <laughs> So it was publishers that are basically promoting your book that are promoting you in a way. They are promoting the book, first of all, but obviously they can't, but, yeah. you know, um, very often you promote the book, but you, you write a feature about, you know, Romanian cuisine, for the instance. Author. Author. Uh, yeah. So it's not necessarily about the book in your feature, but it's mentioned at the end, you know, it says... No, know, yeah, of course. So, um, so it is in a way linked. Um so the publisher promotes both of us, basically, you know, the book and yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, of course, really no, but that's really good. Yeah, but I want to talk about that's Romanian great. cuisine and I want that to be the first thing people read about and stuff and not my profile or anything like that. Um, so that is important to me to, to talk about my Of country. course. <laughs> But the higher reach, the more uh, following you can find, the more people will hear about your story and obviously Romanian food. Yes. So that comes hand in hand in a way. Yes. I think. Hopefully. And hopefully, yes, more people will um, hear about the book. And when they get the book, if they get the book, they will enjoy the recipes because it's, it's mm -hmm. um, you know, there are very homely dishes, like, you know, very um, satisfying and, you know, bold flavors and everything so um and i love baking and i think people will notice that because there are some interesting breads in there and also the desserts i have mm -hmm. some layer cakes and you know so it's a bit for everyone in there you know at every level nice. so yeah i'm very curious about it now really <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I love your passion for it i really do i think it's very special i should start making more lithuanian food probably yes you <laughs> should <laughs> I don't dare, though. These dishes are difficult. Well, practice. Practice. <laughs> yeah, that also. Practice is key yeah. with everything, you know. So. Ah, oh, really special, I think. I love it. I love your passion about it. <laughs> Thank you. Really nice. Um, okay. Well, I have another question for you. Since uh, you're super into food, obviously, I was wondering if you can recommend some of your favorite cooking books, because now I'm stuck at home because of... Uh, corona crisis unfortunately and i'm looking for some new nice uh books to read and uh mm. maybe you have some to recommend mm. Mm. right well i love all the books i read basically yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to of choose course. um you know if um so let's say if you're interested in this part of the world, like Eastern Europe, but Central Asia as well, I would probably start with um, a book called Black Sea by Caroline Eden. Uh, it's a travel book, but it's a cookery book as well. Uh, but mm -hmm. you will get to learn about the area. And, you know, and it's fascinating, a fascinating story of, of that region. So Eastern Europe and Central, Central Asia more than... Uh, than Romania but she talks about Romania as well Caroline in her book so mm -hmm. um, that is uh, one book that is good for for these times I guess um, 
obviously all your hercules uh with you know uh mamushka and caucasus as well and um very very nice storytelling in there um i will probably if you want to bake yes then you need to yeah. bake from sweet helen go and otolengi i mean sweet is just uh an amazing book it's marvelous and the recipes work and this is exactly what you want when you yes. actually bake for the first time something you need the recipe to be you know spot on and it is yeah in, to work yeah yeah so that's important for me <laughs> yes yeah i mean when you start from zero you really want the recipe to be very very good so i, I yeah. think if you want to start to bake just bake from sweet first um because then you will get to know the textures and everything else and um um nice. and then with again uh, some history of food and especially uk history of food um if you go on instagram uh, you will find uh, miss foodwise regular uh and she has some very very good books about uh, british puddings and history of the british puddings as well so, so that is very interesting because you don't necessarily only get the recipe but you get the whole history behind it and it's fascinating and regular has a, a new book now in april um about baking and um you know so it's it's i can't wait i pre-order it anyway because i want to bake some <laughs> some things yes i know nice. um <laughs> And uh, again, Eastern European cooking, maybe if you start um, just to kind of read a little bit about the, the Eastern Europe and the style of cooking, I would probably get uh, Elizabeth Luard uh, books um, because, you know, it, they are uh, classics, you know, they are very important in the world of food. And uh, Claudia Roden's books as well, because... Uh, especially with her Jewish cuisine, uh, you can identify so many Jewish elements in the in Eastern European uh, cooking, and this is fascinating for me. So, um, so uh, yeah, you. I think you have plenty there. <laughs> yeah, I have quite a list. Nice. Thank and you. There are so Thank many. I mean, I can't. I I'll stop now. <laughs> but there are so many. Yes. <laughs> Nice, thank you. Um, and then I wanted to ask if you have some favorite uh, inspiration sources, so Instagrammers or bloggers or bloggers um, that inspire you to create um, your beautiful dishes or pictures or anything else, to be honest, in the in your work. Um, to me, because it's very, again, it's very hard to choose. Everything is inspirational on Instagram. And even if, let's say, uh, a photo is not necessarily... Uh, the magazine standard I think that I look at that dish and I look at the text and the caption and I look at the ingredients and very often uh, those dishes are very interesting in terms of how the flavors are put together so I don't necessarily dismiss um, a dish because the photo is not very good um, mm -hmm. And um, in terms of my journey, actually, let's put it this way. In terms of my journey from when I started, when I first bought my camera and I didn't even know how to take it out of the box, you know, it was just like, um, I think that, uh, well, including I work with Lightroom. So in, um, how I learned to use Lightroom um, 
and then how I learned about the light and how I learned composition and things. It's uh, it's Rachel from uh, To Love Studio. Um, she has some amazing online courses. And again, because they were online, they were perfect for me because I live in Wales, as I said. I'm in the middle of nowhere. And it's hard for me to go and attend courses because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not in London. I'm not where everything happens. And online courses were amazing. Uh, and her courses were are because they still are out there, are very, very good. And what they mm-hmm. made me do, uh, especially, uh, they made me practice. You basically take the camera and practice. Even if you buy stuff and you don't bake yourself, you practice and practice, and that makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. And the fact that uh, there was a, a Facebook group attached to those um, uh, courses, that was important as well, because sometimes I put my photo Uh, on the Facebook group and I said what's wrong with it you know basically because I want to learn you know what what to do next so that was that was important and then again I you know I look at um, other people's photos and very often sometimes you just get in touch with them and just say you know but ask a certain question in particular not something like very generic like um, how do you take beautiful photos you know so um, from this point of view I know um, you probably know uh, B Lubash. Um, she's yeah. uh, B. She's amazing. I mean, her photos are stunning. Yeah, um, gorgeous. And I managed to go to one of her courses, like to attend physically, because again, it's hard to me to go. Oh, that's fun. Uh, abroad or something, you know, in uh, in the UK as well. So when she organized one in Bristol, I just went. Okay, from Wales to Bristol, or a few hours drive to go there, and then a few hours drive to come back. That's not a problem. Um, but B was amazing to kind of guide me through um, this kind of how to take better photos to suit my own style, you know, because I don't necessarily want to be the best photo food photographer in the world. I just want to, yeah. for me, I just want to cook Romanian food and actually show it, Yeah, uh, you know, show the best part of it, you know, show it in a nice light. Um, yeah, makes sense. And for me, that's, that's enough, you know, and uh, B helped a lot. Uh, and I think she will have a book soon. I think it's, it's in June. Um, and again, books and everything else, like uh, online courses, again, they are really important um, yeah, because definitely. you learn something and then you can go and, and, and practice um, in your own time. Yeah. yeah, indeed. That's how I also learned only by watching videos, online courses mm-hmm. and practicing every day. Yes. That's how you become better. Yes, yes and then for mistakes as well but it's not the end of the world if you yeah. make a mistake because you know it's important to know what you did so you don't do it again <laughs> no. of... yeah true <laughs> that's how it works yes yeah. and you take some very 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 good photos um so you know it is possible so just by learning online yeah yeah definitely you have an Thank inspirational you. story as well i should do a podcast Thank with you, you. <laughs> other way around <laughs> ah. yes well thank you thank you very much um okay so the last question is basically where can the listeners find you um well the easiest way i think is uh my website it's my name irina georgescu.com and mm-hmm. from there they can find my instagram they can find my facebook or my twitter um so I'm all, I'm on all of these platforms, although nice. I am more active on Instagram. 
and my my base is uh, larger there on Instagram. It's, it's again, it's something that you try, you start them all, and you see what works for you. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, me for sure. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter are really good. For me, Instagram. Twitter. I'm not on Twitter yet. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is something I need to get on. I, I am know. on TikTok, though. I am on TikTok, though. I am not I'm on that exper- one. <laughs> I'm experimenting right now. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think I can cope with anything. That's why I'm not on Pinterest, because it doesn't really work. I have an account. I put some photos, but Pinterest doesn't work for me. So that's very yeah. interesting. So, but hey, you know, I'm, I think three platforms are quite enough <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's already a lot to manage, to be honest. Okay, well, Irina, thank you very much. It was so nice to speak to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you for joining. Thank you for your time and thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure.